Um, I have a message uh, for, for, for us for the, for the quarter, the last quarter. Everybody say last quarter. Last quarter. I have a message for you. I have a message for you. You see, Amos chapter 9, let's just, just put it up there, Amos chapter 9. And if you can, put it in the message. Put it from the message. Amos chapter 9 verse 13. Our, our year, year verse or anchor verse for the year. Amos chapter 9. Yeah, right. So it says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. You see, is reading this, I want you to pay attention to the phrase that says everything will be happening uh, at once. You know, one thing on the heels of another. Everything will be happening at once. Things will be happening so fast. And the King James Version has a more, has, has, a, very, has a very practical way to put it in the farmer's language where he says, the guy who is plowing will be chased by the guy who is reaping. And, and at the same time, the guy who is reaping will feel he is being chased by the guy who is plowing. Normally, you plow and you sow and you wait a certain period and then you have to come and reap. But here it seems like, you know, the guy who is doing the sowing has to try to keep up with the guy who's doing the harvesting. At the same time, the guy who's doing the harvesting is trying to keep up with the guy who's doing the sowing. Are you still with me, church? So everything is happening all at once. In, in other words, there will, be, there will be no time for you to start considering, what am I to do next? Because there will always be something to do. You hear that? There will always be something to do. And even as we have been re-looking and defining that vision that you see over there, saying bringing the power of Christ to everyday life, we are starting to realize each and every day that there are so many things that we could do. And there are so many ideas. I tell you, I've been going back through some of the material that we've been putting together in the sessions we have had as a leadership. There are so many ideas. So, so many things that we could do. And when we hear you, you guys and some of the comments and the feedback, there is a lot that we could do. There is much. When I went to sit down with, with the mayor and he told me all kinds of ideas and I, and I looked at all these lists of things. And you know, one thing is there are opportunities that are opening up, but there is so much to do. Everything is happening at once. You would have thought, well, let's fix this one and then we fix this one and then we... But everything seems to want to be fixed at the same time. How many of you ever experienced that? You start fixing your kitchen and you thought it was just the cupboard door. After the cupboard door, it is the drawer. After the drawer, it is the sink. After the sink, it is the dishwasher. After the dishwasher, it is... And you suddenly realize, oh, I have to be doing everything at once. And so suddenly, sometimes you think, well, instead of fixing this today and fixing that tomorrow, let me just buy a new one. 
Have you ever been there? Everything's happening all at once. And so this is the nature of the year. This is the nature of where we are right now. That things are happening so fast. And as things are happening so fast, I want to give you a simple message today. And that message comes out of something that the Lord impressed upon my heart of the danger of having too much to do. The danger of having too much to do. Going through a period where it's not only church that's changing for me. It's also work. There's a lot of changes that are going through. And, and with some of those changes, there's a lot that also ends up on my plate. So I looked at the nice changes we are doing as AGP and I start looking at the, some of the nice changes that we are doing at my workplace and, and, I'm, I'm just, and, and not only that, there are several business ideas that I've been working on for myself and suddenly I have so many opportunities that are all at the same time and, and, and the Lord ministered to me and said be careful to fall into the danger of having too many things to do. And you know what the danger is? You will start many things and never finish any of them. That is the danger of having too many things that you need to do. The danger is that you will start. Start this one. And midway you start another one. Quarter way you start another one. Then you start another one. And suddenly you have six, seven things that you have started. And when you get to an end of a period, none of them are finished. And the cycle keeps going on and on. If you are not careful or do not pay attention to the danger of having too many things to do. And this is one thing that becomes so important. I was looking at the last phrase there where it says, and blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and the hills. You need to be able to take the blessings, capture the blessings while you reap and sow and, and while you plow and pluck. You need to still be able to be able to say, I have captured the blessings because the blessings are not going to stop flowing. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? The blessings are not going to stop flowing. The opportunities are not going to stop coming. The things you have to do, the assignment, my sister was saying, I had so many, they are not going to stop. They will always keep coming. And even more may come. Why? Because everything is going to be happening so fast. So more things might come your way. But then, as those things are coming, you will still need to be able to hold the blessings. Otherwise, you will look at the blessing. Oh, there is a blessing. And there is a blessing. And when people come to you and say, you said there were so many blessings, but we don't see you blessed. Do you see the danger of having too much to do? We should have, because there are blessings everywhere, we should have said, ah, my sister was here. Now she's here, she's been blessed. But if we are going to see you in the midst of blessings, and you are still where you were before the blessings came. There must be a problem. And I know some of us work so hard. Work so hard. Tell you a story. I used to have a, a cousin brother. And he used to study. Oh God. He was called Blessing. It's called Blessing Maposa. Just to make it. You know. And we're in school. In the same class. And Blessing would study. 
while I was playing football, tennis, and chess, and doing debate club, blessings was studying. And you know, you know the he worked so hard. When we wrote exams, when we wrote exams, I also studied. Don't think I didn't study. I did play football, tennis, chess, and then do debate club. But I also studied. Prayed and some several times I had to be chased out of the out of the prayer room by the sisters of the Anglican Church because I was praying too loud. But, but, but blessings started so hard. And you would have thought that blessing would have nailed the exams. Straight A's. But blessing <coughs> failed dismally in the exams. And, and every time I think about working hard, I think about blessing. <laughs> because because you, in the midst of opportunity, in the midst of everything that was there, even having been named blessing, <laughs> the blessings didn't flow. When, when the exam time came, we, we couldn't see what was it that he was working so hard for. Like what the scripture is saying here. Is going to need some people that work hard to be able to sow and reap. You have to work hard. But in order to be able to see the fruit and the blessings of your labor, you would need to be smart. Amen. You will need to make choices. Because even though there might be blessings everywhere, it's the blessings you will deliberately, catch the word deliberately, go for. That will make the difference. And when you are deliberate, you will be sure to complete on things. Amen. So this is what the Holy Spirit ministered to my heart. Say, be deliberate about the things you are going for. And I want to say it to somebody today. That be deliberate about what you are after. Be deliberate about the things you are going for. Because it will be so easy to be part of church. And be praying along with all of us. And you will not be able to see what has been my blessing. Because you Yes, we are all in, 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 in class or we are all in the workplace. We are all going in and we clock in. And then suddenly you see, ah, but how come this brother is there? We were walking together. Were we not together? There will be something that will distinguish between the two. And that is how deliberate we choose. Just like you, you see, when, when I, when I'm, I, I'm born again by the grace of God. He has touched my life. But I heard the same message that some of my friends were hearing. What made the difference was the choices we made. Are you with me? Yes. The choices we made. When they said, anybody wants to, to follow Christ, I came and I followed him. Some said, Christ is nonsense and they went away. It's the choice that we made. When they said, we need people to come and be part of the prayer team. I made a choice and joined the prayer team. And I started to see how God started to move on my life. Somebody was asking me the other day about tithes. You know, 
after I understood the word of God, I, 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 and I said, God, I choose to be a tithe pair. So somebody was just saying, what's your basis for tithe? And I said, I found Psalm 34 verse 8 which says, taste and see that the Lord is good. That is my basis for I pay tithe. I can give you a whole sermon about tithe. But when I tasted and I saw the goodness of the Lord, since 1997 I've been tithing. Taste and see that the Lord is good. It's a, it's a choice that you make. Just like somebody who also choose to say, ah, I don't pay tithe. It's a choice that you make. And the choice that I made, I have seen the goodness of the Lord. Because He has come in and has been blessing my life. He has begun to transform my life. He has begun to meet me at points of need beyond my imagination and description. So I know that I know that the choices you make, make a difference. Amen. Amen. So church, when there is too much to do, you need to learn to make a choice. You need to learn to make a choice. I'll give you just some few points here. Go with me to Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10 to 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10 to 11. It says, whatever turns up, grab it and do it. Oh, I love this. <laughs> whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Everybody say, do it. Do it. Whatever turns up, grab it and do it. You have to do it. And, and it goes on and says, and heartily do it with all your might. So number one is when it turns up, when opportunity shows itself up to you, do it. Grab it, do it. And do it heartily with all your might. This is your last chance, your last and only chance at it. For there is neither work to do nor thoughts to think in the company of the dead where you are most certainly headed. I don't want to talk about where you'll end up in death, but when you, while you have a chance, do it. Amen. Amen. So grab it. Do it. And do it heartily. The King James will put it in this way. It says, whatever your hand findeth to do. I love the word find it because you will find so many things that come across your way. Do it with all thy might. And, and, and verse 11, verse 11, go to verse 11. says, I returned and saw under the sun. Oh, you, okay, all right, let's, let's, let's use this one. That the race is not to the swift. So, so it's not about speed. It's about choice. And not the battle to the strong. Neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happens to them all. At the end of the day, it is about how you will use your time and the chance that you have. Even thus, the army that is not so big, it can overcome an army that is greater if it knows how to maximize on their time and the chance they have to attack. Why will a nation like Israel, which has very few people, be able to challenge the whole Middle East that outnumbers them by, by millions? It is because they maximize the art of knowing when to strike. They've maximized the art of knowing how to use their chance to defend themselves. 
And so learn and get to and get to know what is my chance, what is my window to act and to move and move in that window. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. And so in this last season of the year, you see the year is going so fast. Is it going as fast as it is going for me for you? It's going so fast. October is almost at the middle. I know we're still having Thanksgiving service today, but we are almost in the middle of October. Very quickly. Soon we'll be having Feast of Grace. And you know what? Usually after Feast of Grace, you have New Year. And you wonder what happened to December. But that's how fast it goes. And so you need to prepare yourself. You need to prepare yourself to overcome the danger of having too many things. My sister was saying that I, she, 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 she got the scripture to read from, 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 from Martha and Mary. Where, where Jesus says the part that Mary has chosen will not be taken away from her. The blessing that you will look for and you will aim at, that you will grab, you will work at, you will do it with all your heart and power, will not be taken away from you. But you have to make a choice. So number one, in order to overcome, determine to finish. Determine to finish. Say, I'm going to start and I will finish. Start and finish. Many times we are very good at starting, but we don't see the finishing line. So whatever it is that you have already started, I want you to go and start saying, where is my finishing point? Where must I finish? So that you'll be able to say, I finished something. If it is a very large project, go and break it down into small bits and pieces. So that at least you can say, there were 10 pieces, I finished one. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? Mm. Even for us, as a leadership team, we have been saying we have a big task ahead of us to change the, 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 the way we have been doing in this way. We are going to come to a place where we will say we will do these things this year and these things are for next year. Why? Because we must start something and finish it. Otherwise, we'll have very nice stories, very nice presentations you've heard from the leaders, very nice teachings you will have in search the scriptures. But if you are not finishing anything, it's useless. We need to do something and finish it. So determine to finish. The Bible in Luke chapter 14 describes a story of a man who wants to build a tower. And Jesus says, to, Jesus says about this man. You see, this man has to sit back and consider and do all kinds of calculations. Will I be able to finish this? Otherwise, he will start and build to a certain level and because he was not prepared for what it meant to finish when he stuck people who will be passing by will look at his tower and say ah this man began to build a tower and lo and behold he could not finish it and then they go their way that shall not be your story in the name of jesus Amen. your story will be they started something and they finished they started and they got to the end I know many of you will end up finishing your masters because there is somebody saying, the money we are paying, you have to finish. <laughs> but, but all the other things that you start, make sure you finish. If you start at this, is finishing. Amen. Amen. Start and finish. Get to the end of what you are doing. Less people will say, ah, this brother, very good with ideas, but does not finish anything. 
The sister, if you get into a relationship with her, it never finishes in marriage. <laughs> you know, there are some people who are like that. Eight, nine relationships, none of them have gone to marriage. Why? Because they can't finish what they started. The day you would, I don't know, it seems like I'm speaking to someone. The day you would determine to finish your relationship in marriage till death do us part. 50 years from now is the day you will get married. It's a decision. Number two. Number two. You need to learn to go for the extraordinary. Go for the extraordinary things. That make the biggest difference. You see, Martha was, was, Martha was in the house. It was good that people would, needed something to eat. Huh? There was nothing wrong with the fact that she needed to cook so that people could eat. But it was not the thing that was going to make the biggest difference at that moment. This is why Jesus says, the thing that makes the biggest difference is that Mary is sitting here and not cleaning the house. Because at this moment, the key thing is to be listening to me as I visited your house. The thing that I have is more important than you making bread for me. That's what Jesus was saying. And, and, and you want to look at it. Jesus, was, Jesus may have been friends with Martha and Mary, but he was not always with them. And so now that he has come into their house, instead of Martha sitting down to hear what Jesus had to say, to hear the wisdom that Jesus had, had brought into the house, to get the blessings that Jesus, she was busy trying to cook for him. And sweeps the house. And Jesus didn't even bother about whether the house was clean or dead. He bothered about, I have something to deliver. Let me deliver it. Don't miss the moment of your visitation because you are not conscious of the things that matter. Amen. Amen. Pay attention to the things that matter. Is your relationship in the right place? Is your relationship in the right place? So pay attention to the things that matter. Go for things that are extraordinary. Don't, don't waste time. It's good to check all your emails and to, and to check all your WhatsApp, but is it making a big difference to your life? No. Facebook is fine. It can waste your time. And you know what? You can scroll from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. and you will never finish scrolling. If your job is not Facebook, then don't, don't spend time on Facebook like that. If you are not doing Facebook marketing, what are you doing there? It's, it's, it, it's, it's okay to have some time to speak and socialize with people around you. But don't make the socialization the more important thing unless your job is follow-up. You hear what I'm saying? Yes. It's okay to cook food all day. But if you are going to throw, more, throw away most of that food by Tuesday, please don't cook it. Unless you are going to invite people for a party. Do you understand what I'm saying? See what makes the biggest difference. And go for the things that are extraordinary. I love the picture, you know, Franklin Covey. Franklin Covey has, has, a, has a book where they wrote about making choices and, and one of the pictures they, 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 they give for this in, is, is a picture of an ant one ant carrying a big strawberry like this and you can imagine an ant an ant is very small 
and it was carrying a big strawberry. <coughs> yeah. and, and then it shows a lot of the other ants coming with small pieces of breadcrumbs. Which ant makes the biggest difference? Is the one that carries the strawberry. Hundred times bigger than itself, but it brings it in. And I'm sure the, 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 the queen ant will say, well done! Whereas the others have to go back again, go back to keep collecting and it wastes your time. This guy brings in one big blessing like this, dumps it there and can sit back and relax and enjoy. While you who's deliberating and working on the minor things, you keep going and coming, going and coming. Find the major and leave the minor. Find the major and leave the minor. It will give you time also to pray and read the word of God. Amen. Amen. It will give you also time to build your relationship with Jesus. When you are able to major on majors and not major on minors. Amen. So, so make sure you go for the things that make the biggest impact. Just like we are also looking at as a church to say there are many things to do, many nice suggestions, but we'll only go for the things that give us the biggest impact as a church. We only go for the things that will cause us to have the biggest impact as a church. Number, number what? Number four, three. Don't, don't waste your time trying to put order in onto things that are minor. Order the major things. Hear what I'm saying? Order the major things. In your thesis, see what is the main chapters and order them first before you start ordering the minor chapters. You don't sort out subcategories before you have a clear structure of the main one. Amen. Focus on the main one. When you go to your job, see what are the things that are more important to do and then you can fit in the minor things. You know what? Many times, many times it's very easy to see these small, small things. You know, like when you get into the house. Remember, I was, I was telling you the aspect of fix, having to fix so many things at the same time. So at the end, you know, you fix this small screw and you fix this tap here and you fix this thing here. And yet it is the major that must be fixed. And so the reason you keep screwing this one and screwing it again tomorrow is because the major one is not fixed. But we waste our time fixing small things that are not making a big difference. So we go for the things that are major and sort them out. Do those things first. It's about learning to prioritize. And one of the things for us as church is we struggle as church people we are so full of the Holy Ghost that we fail to prioritize. Jesus says, I must work while it is day, for the night comes when no man can work. You are saying, I've got my priorities right. He's got his priorities right. When, when the disciples, when Peter said, Jesus, let's build a nice place here to, to stay, you know, he was after on the Mount of Transfiguration. Let's put some, some tents here so that we stay. Jesus said, no, 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 we have to go down the mountain because there's still work to do. And when they had seen what was going on, you know, in the place and the disciples say, oh, we see the power of God. And, and you know, can we stay and say, no, 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 Jesus says, no, 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 guys, it's great what you have seen here, that the devils are obeying and all that. But you know what? There's still a work that I must do. I must go to the next city, go to the next village and do the work there. Why? Because I've got my priorities right. I'm not going to major on minors when there are major things to be majored upon.
Don't be a procrastinator. And then you come and say, please, pastor, pray for me. Lay hands on me when you've been procrastinating for two months. When you've been pushing the big things. You know, the easy things, the small things are very easy to, to work on. And, and, and we, ah, whatever, I'm so busy, pastor, I'm so busy, I've been doing, and you can tell me a long list of things. But the main thing that you're supposed to be doing is not done. So be careful that you end up in a rush and in a circle. I, I see it for myself, huh? When I get to work, open my email, and there are all kinds of emails for, for small, small things. And before you know it, Two hours of one replying emails. And sometimes I think if I didn't open my inbox and just focus on the thing that I wanted to do, will the world stop? Most of the time it doesn't. And then I can do my emails when I'm tired and I need a coffee break. <laughs> then I do emails. You hear what I'm saying, church? We need, as a church, as children of God, we need to be able to learn to focus upon the things that matter. Because there we make a difference. Amen. Amen. Focus on the majors. Manage yourself wisely. Manage yourself wisely. You need to manage yourself. It's about you yourself. Huh? Manage yourself wisely. Yes, you found the picture. Manage yourself wisely. There are five choices around there. But manage yourself wisely. Be, be conscious of yourself. We want people that are able to stand up and say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm a child of God. Called by God. Who has a plan for my life. And this plan is very good. God has, has a desire for my life. And he, his desire for me is that I will make progress in life. That's why God gives us such a prophetic word. To say there will be blessings everywhere. God wants you to walk in those blessings. So you need to manage yourself wisely in order to walk in the blessings of God. And you know what? Your life must be a testimony. Your life is a testimony. Let me tell it, call it what it is. Your life is a testimony. But it must testify to the goodness of God. Amen. Huh? It must testify to what? To the goodness of God. So you need to manage yourself wisely. Don't treat yourself anyhow. Take good care of yourself. Take good care of yourself. Don't just do things anyway, anyhow. It doesn't matter. So long life. No! You must be a testimony to people around you. Because Jesus has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light so that we can be like lights that are put upon a table that cannot be hidden a city built upon a mountain cannot be hidden you must be visible to all that the goodness of god is with you amen, amen. it must be evident so manage yourself wisely treat yourself good treat yourself good do your hair and do some makeup if you must, but treat yourself good. Eat well. Cook some good food. Don't just live on junk food. Cook some good food. If you don't know how to cook, visit somebody who can cook. You will for sure eat a good meal. Amen.
I'm giving you a tip, you should at least say amen. <laughs> Come to my house, my wife cooks very well. And she's never chased anybody away. But, but do, treat yourself good. Go buy yourself a trousers. yourself a trousers. Go change your bed or your bedding. 20 years with the same blanket. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to change. Get something new. Amen. And some, some of those things you just do just to make yourself feel good. Walked into the office the other day, I was just wearing some very nice clothes and people said, what is the occasion? Nothing. Just work. I'm just feeling good. And you know what? Even people around me started feeling good. Just, just. Went to the barber one time with a nice photo and I said, make me look like this guy. <laughs> and the guy looked at him and said, ah, pastor. Do you know how I need to do this? I don't know, but make me look like this guy. <laughs> so the guy said, I need to find the scissors because this is a presidential kind of haircut. I said, oh, okay, I don't even know that one, but make me look like this guy. <laughs> because I'm going for a, for a meeting and I want to look my best. So, no, so you get, so the guy took his, instead of going, wee, 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 and it's the one that you do. He took a scissors. <laughs> And he was going, and I said, but it's taking too long. He said, but you said you want to look like this guy. I spent almost one and a half hours because he said, you see, I said, I don't want the hair to come down. I just want my hair there to look like this guy. And so he had to get. And there were guys queuing up there. <laughs> Treat yourself wisely. When it's time to sleep, go to sleep. Amen. Amen. When it's time to pray, you must. Pray. When it's time to read the word, you must. Pray. When it's time to fast, you must. Fast. It's there are so many benefits of fasting. On a good day, I can give you 100 benefits of fasting. But treat yourself wise. Work hard with focus. Work hard with focus. Whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it with all your heart. Work hard with the focus. Don't just, don't just, you know, don't be too easily distracted. So switch off your, 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 your sounds. When it's time to work, switch it off. So that you can focus. Some of you have got your email and alerts. How many of you have got five emails? You've got Yahoo, Hotmail, Gmail, C to improve, uh, and, and then you've got one at work and one from church, and you know, like 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 me now, huh? like me. I've got so many emails. Some of them are open, and they say, "Ah, oh, we have put you in this committee. Here is your email address." And then I joined, I joined, I joined a friend into his business idea, and the next thing says, "Here is your email address." So, and, and I've got my own business ideas and I was told I needed to have a website. So, and to have a website, I need to have an email address. Here is your email address. So at the end, I was counting all those emails. They are over 10. 
There are over 10 emails. And, and, and I'm saying, how am I going to manage 10 emails? So if you have alerts on all those emails, every time an email goes in, ping, 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 ding dong, ping, ping, ding dong, you will never do anything. Watch out for those things that distract you. I now start to understand why one Dutchman said, it's my time to be reading the newspaper, please come again later. <laughs> because he had understood there was work he needed to do. And if he didn't use this opportunity to read his newspaper, that I was coming to say, come, let's just have some gist. You would not be able to accomplish the work that you needed to accomplish. I went home very angry. How can somebody send me away because he wants to read newspaper? But I learned my lesson. Call before you get there. But why is he doing that? Is it because he's unkind? or unsociable. No. He has realized there is work that must be done. It's nice also just to drop on me without an appointment. I will treat you very well. Don't worry. And I've also had some other Dutch people have just knocked on their door and we've drank coffee and by the time I'm saying, I want to go, he said, no, but I've started cooking. And where I meant to spend only 10 minutes not to disturb their reading, their newspaper, I've spent over three hours with them. So, you know, people are just people at the end of the day. But the people that make the most difference are those that have understood what must be accomplished. And so they make a choice not to be distracted. So don't allow things to distract you and to take you off your tangent. Maintain your tangent. Work hard with the focus. Here is my last word, and then I'll ask you to stand and we pray. Proverbs 19, verse 21. And can you go to use the message this time around? Use the message. Proverbs 19, verse 21. We humans keep brainstorming options and plans, but God's purpose prevails. The plans or the devices or the ideas of a man's heart are many. They are many. Huh? Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord shall stand. This is my last point to you. In order not to fall into the pit or the trap of too many things, let the counsel of the Lord prevail. Go back to the message. Let the counsel of the Lord prevail in your life. We humans are very good at brainstorming. What is brainstorming? It is to come up with ideas and options and plans. Why, when you have seen the opportunity, when God has given you the number of doors that are open, at the end of the day, you need to pray and say, God, help me into the right door, and you go. This is why it says the purposes of God is the one that must end up in the end prevail. Don't keep brainstorming and trying out and trying out and trying out. You will accomplish nothing. But it needs somebody who is going to be determined and purposed in the name of the Lord to follow the plan of God. You need to follow the will of God. To follow the desire of God. And in order to follow the desire and the plan of God, you need to ask the Holy Spirit to help you with that plan. Hallelujah. Can you rise up on your feet with me? You need to ask the Holy Spirit to say, Holy Spirit, show me the way. Show me the thing that I must do. 
and help me to finish it in the name of Jesus. Show me, oh God, the choices that I must make. What is your choice, oh God? What is your choice, Lord? 